First Timothy, first chapter, verses one, twelve through sixteen. And may the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of His holy and His righteous word. You know, I preached a few weeks ago about from a broken condition to recondition and speaking about the renewing power that God has us working in our lives and uh, I was asleep and uh, God gave me uh, in our dreams and visions and he revealed me some things that I thought about while I was uh, sleeping that night. I was thinking about family and especially uh, things about myself and a lot of times you got to look at uh, retrospect at things that happen in your own life and you got to understand that uh, God sometimes if not for his grace and mercy. Paul says that I knew such a man whether it was in the body or out of the body I cannot tell. He said God knoweth how he was caught up into paradise and he heard unspeakable words which is not lawful for him to utter. You know things about my own broken condition that I dare to speak about sometimes it, but if not for the grace and the mercies of God as old folks say I should have been dead and should have been gone. You know according to the Old Testament law is sometimes that if you would commit certain things, it said that you would surely die. But then I found myself on that list. I found myself uh, uh, on the list of some of the things that I've done in my life that God said that you might surely die. And it shocked me. And I was, I was, I was wondering, am I worthy? And I know that uh, you're warned against bringing up old sins, and, and and the devil is trying to get you to focus on your past rather than on your on your future. But sometimes you got to look back and and wonder how I got over. How did God bring me through all of the things that I had in my life. My wife and I, her sister was talking yesterday and, and she was talking about, her sister was talking about how things uh, happened when we was growing up and going around and, and some things that you know that God brought you through, it's got to be a living testimony. If it had not been for God, can you imagine what we'd be going through in this world that we live in? You know, many of us have been caught up in the things that, that were unmentionable. Uh, Paul said the unspeakable words. And it says in the word of God that we will surely be put to death. And those things that uh, that God brought us through, knowing that things could have happened to us, it should have happened to us, it, and, and it would have happened to us if it had not been for the grace and the mercy of God. I know many of you are there just like me. You've done some things in your life they weren't too so proud of, and you said some things that you weren't too proud of, things that happened in your life that you weren't too proud of, but all of us got to realize God's grace and mercy is pleading our case each and every day. 1 Corinthians 4 and 5 says, Therefore judge nothing before time until the Lord come who will bring the light of the hidden things of darkness that will make manifest the counsel of our hearts and then shall every man praise the Lord. All of us got some hidden things that have been in our life that God then brought us and it's, it's good every day that God will bring those things back to our remembrance when we get into some situations that we become judgmental about other folks lives. Until we see the brokenness we'll boast in our own glory instead of giving God the glory for all that he has done because his grace and mercy came and pleaded our case our humanity fights against us each and every day but God has to strike deep down in our hearts every now and then for us to realize our own brokenness and his grace and mercy if it had not been for the Lord on my side I know what y'all talking about 
this morning. I don't know about you, but if it had not been for the Lord on my side, oh, I don't know where I'd be this morning. So as we look at our text this morning, I want to talk to you on the subject, my brokenness, his grace and mercy, my brokenness and his grace and mercy. Let us bow. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come. And Lord, we ask that you would just, Lord, your dear servant in the deep well of thy salvation, touch my lips where I'll be able to boldly say those things you have laid upon my heart. Lord, I thank you so much for all that you have done in us and through us. Lord, let the words of my lips and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. My brokenness. His grace and mercy. You know, many people tend to uh, despise broken things, and oftentimes we want to just throw those things away. But then when you hear of the word broken, it implies something that is wrong, something uh, that has been uh, uh, violated or broken, or something that has been shattered, something that has been crushed and sorrowful, things that has no worth anymore. But when 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 not only we, we, we like to throw away broken things, we like to throw broken people away way too. We, we give up on folk. We, we Instead of loving folk when they're down, we, we, we quickly uh, are ready to throw folk away and, and not give folk another chance. Am I right about it this morning? On the contrary, God seems to love and actually he's drawn to broken people. You know, what about uh, our brokenness that, that, that is actually attracts God's attention? God knows us and he made us and he created us in his image, but he realized that back in the garden, sin broke that that, uh, that, that relationship that we had with God. And, and God is now loves us so much, he wants to be able to take us in our broken condition and be able to do something to be able to make us better each and every day. You know, let's consider three reasons why God loves broken people. First of all, God loves broken people recognize a need for God in our lives. When Until you get broken, it's hard for you to realize that you need God in your life. But once that you're broken, you realize that you can't do anything about your own situation, then you call upon the name of the Lord. And God is there to listen and to hear us when we call upon him. So broken people recognize their need for God. So in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 18, we see a parable about a, a, a Pharisee and a tax collector and they both they go to the temple to pray and however their prayers are much different and, and realize that the Pharisee prayed and he stood up and he said I thank God that I'm not like other people the robbers and the evildoers and the adulterers like that tax collector over there and I fast twice a day and I give a tenth or a tithe of all I get but compare that prayer now to the tax collector the tax collector, only thing he did, he lifted up his eyes up into heaven and he beat his breast and said, God, be merciful on me, a sinner. See, hopefully you'll see the difference between those prayers, but the Pharisee stood boasting and he was confident about his righteousness, telling God how wonderful a person he was. And, and the tax collector, on the other hand, he bent low, he, he, he was broken in spirit and he recognizes how unworthy he was pleading for the mercies of God guess which one was justified in his prayer 
See, there's an old expression that we used to say, God helps those who help themselves. I hate to bust your bubble this morning. That ain't true. God don't help those that help themselves. What the Bible teaches us is that God helps us to realize that we can't help ourselves and we recognize that we in need of him to help us. The Bible tells us that God will help us if we plead to him that I cannot help myself. So this is what Jesus reminded us in this parable. That the broken person recognizes that they have a need for God and when they understand they need, they will call upon the Lord. When they call upon him, he comes to help them. People who don't recognize their brokenness will never understand they have a need for God and refuse to call upon him. Psalm 34, 18 said the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saved those who are crushed in spirit. If your heart is broken today and you're in a place where you recognize your need for God in your life, you're exactly where God wants you. He is close to you, ready to step in when you call upon him. He'll help you in your situation. I don't care what you're going through. All you have to do is call upon him. God is asking you and, and waiting for you to call upon his name so that you can feel like that I cannot help myself, but if I call upon the Lord, I know he'll come and see about me in my situation. Does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? The second reason is a broken people help other broken people. You, you hear what I said this morning? Broken people help other broken people. See, the word empathy means that we are able to understand and to share the feelings that others have. At the, some point in our life, we have all been hurt. We've all been broken. We've all been troubled. We've been crushed and we've been torn asunder, bruised, and now we're in need of help. And, and, and God will come and comfort us. And, and, and the essence of being broken is the fact that when we understand our brokenness, we have an empathy in our heart to be able to help somebody else because we understand what it feels like, what it looks like to be broken and, and torn asunder, that, 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 that we can take that understanding of it and be able to help somebody else. I believe the experiences that we face in life are, are not just for us. Our experiences that we face in life is to help somebody else that's just like us. And this is what Jesus died for. He died for us to teach us that we need to help somebody else. So Hebrews remind us that we got a high priest who has experienced everything like we've been through so that he can help us. He became broken so that we can be able to help us in our brokenness. Therefore, we can approach the throne of grace with confidence knowing that we have a Savior that has been through, that has the compassion and love and understands and empathizes with our brokenness. Because God demonstrated the model through his son Jesus Christ, we got to do the same thing. God didn't take us through anything for us to just keep it to ourselves. You know, we lose our greatest opportunity to, to testify the love of God by not uh, uh, releasing and sharing the goodness of the Lord with other folk. Don't be ashamed of what God brought you through. Through means that you're on the other side of your problem. You're not still in your issue. You're on the other side of it. So you should be.
be uh, praising God that he was able to take you through your situation. Now you can be able to be a vessel to help somebody else. Uh, Paul tells in 2 Corinthians uh, 1, 3, and 4, Praise be to God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with a comfort we ourselves receive from God. See, if we've uh, been broken before in our lives, God wants us to use that as a living testimony. Remember what it felt like. Remember how you felt out of place. And remember how God brought you through it. Take that. And then go somewhere and find somebody else you can help. He needs you right now. He needs mothers. If you've been pregnant before you got married, there's some, children, there's some ladies out there that need you. Uh, boys, men, if you got a young lady pregnant and a child born out of wedlock or whatever the situation is, use that experience to be able to help somebody. Tell them, don't make the same mistakes I made. But if you do make the mistake, God is a second chance God. God is a God that looks beyond all of your faults and he will supply you each and every need. We got to learn that. Don't be ashamed of what God brought you through. Use that brokenness that God allowed to happen in your life so that you can be able to help somebody else. And that has been broken. We, we got to quit trying to be holier than thou all the time. Huh, we're all broken people. And we got to be able to use those experiences to be able to help somebody. And the third reason is that broken people become trophies of God's grace. You know, one of the biggest enemies in the early church was Saul the Tarsus. And, and Saul was there when Stephen was stoned and he approved of Stephen being killed. Then right after that, the great persecution broke out. Saul went around and destroyed the church and he dragged both men and women off and put them into prison. And then we get to chapter 9 of Acts and Saul is still speaking out his murderous venom. Uh, Luke writes in Acts 9, 1 and 2, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. And he went to the high priest and asked him for letters to go into the synagogues and, and, and in Damascus. And when he found uh, there were those who were belong in the way, whether they were men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. So Saul felt justified in his righteousness and zealousness as a Pharisee, Yet, uh, uh, with all of his knowledge and training, he missed the fact that Jesus was the Messiah. So you can be so educated, you become an educated fool. Paul was the educated of all the apostles, but he did not get it because of education. You know, on his way to Damascus, God showed up. Uh, have you ever been all messed up in your life, and you were so down and out, and you didn't know where you were going to go, and somehow God showed up because of his ignorance and his unbelief? Paul was, was educated and he knew that he was committed to the cause of being a, a zealous Jew, a Pharisee. But he did not accept Jesus Christ as the Messiah. But in spite on his road to Damascus to be able to arrest those who are followers of the way that God showed up. God showed up. He encountered Saul and, 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 and he changed his life forever. Uh, have you ever had one of those experiences that that while you were down and out, while you was out there, all of us been out there, you were out there, then God showed up into your life and he changed your life forever. So he went from Saul of Tarsus to being the Apostle Paul. He went from being broken into becoming a trophy of God's grace. 
God wants you to take those experiences that he's shown mercy and grace into your life. He wants you to be a trophy. He wants you to let folk know that, that everybody look at you and say, I don't know how you made it, but you need to tell folk that I made it because God showed his mercy and his grace in my life. It was all about him. It wasn't anything about me, but because of God's grace and mercy, I've been able to make it through all of this situation. And because of that, you become a trophy to God. You, uh, folk are looking at you and, and wondering, how did you get over? Uh, old folks say, I look back and wonder how I got over. I know how I got over. It was because of the goodness, the grace, and the mercy of God. Now I'm a trophy. Folk wondering, looking at me funny. Don't look at me funny. You just understand the fact that I'm here and now I'm representing God in my life because his grace and mercy look beyond all of my faults and chose me to be a herald of the gospel, a preacher of the gospel, one that can have experiences that I've had in my life so that I can be able to help somebody else. Oh, that's what you've done too. God can use you. You can be a herald for the word of God because you are a living testimony to the goodness and the grace and mercy of God because if he did it for you, he'll do it for somebody else. Tell somebody your story. Don't be ashamed of your story. Tell somebody. So in our text this morning, Paul, uh, in his own words, says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me in ministry, who was before I was a blasphemer, I was a persecutor, I was injurious, and but I obtained mercy because... I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. And this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners who I am a chief. See, Paul laid all of his brokenness out as a trophy of God's grace. See, he thanked God for calling them in the ministry in spite of his history. See, all of us got some history, don't we? And, and God can use you in spite of your history. He, he, he didn't try to hide or sugarcoat anything. He, he, he confessed his brokenness and, and, and he obtained mercy by enabling him to be counted worthy in spite of what he had done. Huh? And the song by Mississippi Mass Choir says it was God's grace and mercy. I, 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 I can hear Paul say, your grace and mercy huh, brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to thank you and praise you too. Your grace and mercy, it brought me through. Thank you for saving a sinner like me to tell the world salvation is free. There are times when I just didn't do right, but you watched over me all day and night. Justice demanded I should die, but grace and mercy said, no, we've already paid the price. You see, once I was blind, but God, thank God now I can see, it was because grace came along and, and came and rescued me. Your grace and mercy. See, he called himself the chief of sinners. He humbled himself. He found out that in his brokenness, that the grace and the mercy of God was exceeding 
exceedingly abundant. Can I, can I say that again this morning? See, some folk wonder why grace and mercy is needed when we are broken. See, mercy is the act of withholding our deserved punishment, while grace is an act of endowing upon us God's unmerited favor. See, in his mercy, God does not punish us, but that we deserve, but in grace, he gives us a gift that we don't deserve either. See, grace and mercy are two sides of a coin, and the coin is called love. And mercy is compassionate love and that to the weak, and grace is that generous love to the unworthy. All of us are, are unworthy at times, and all of us are weak at times, and we don't be always what we should be, but the grace and the mercy of God is there to plead our case each and every day. It's testimony to those that follow after him. Our text says that how did. For this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. See one of the greatest testimonies of God's grace and, and mercy is a changed life. Uh, See, see, not not when you're dead and gone, but I'm talking about the living testimony. God wants you to be able to take advantage of his grace and mercy as a living testimony. See, we told you a few weeks ago that God can take you in your broken condition and recondition your whole life. Y'all remember that message? God can take you in your broken condition and recondition your whole life. Paul's life was reconditioned on that Damascus road and his life has never been the same again. His change affected so many people that believe the same things that he believed and that he stood for. See, all of us have been an ex-something in our life. If you want an ex-drug addict, you're the ex-this or ex-that, all of us are. See, ex means that it was in my past. I got some ex-stuff in my life that is in my past that God has taken and washed away. God made me new. Not only he didn't make me look new, God made me new. 
See, there is nothing as powerful as a pattern of God's grace and mercy as a changed life. See, he spoke to God's patience. He said God was long-suffering. That's what Paul calls it. But he gave you another opportunity to get things right. God ain't one to just take you out without giving you another chance. See, one thing is, sometimes Christians give up on folk too fast. Huh, do I need to say that again? We as Christians, we give up on folk too fast. Give others the same patience that God gave you. It took you 40 years to get it right, and you're still in church, and you're still messing up. Don't worry about it. Give them young folk a chance to get it right. They can make some mistakes. You made some. If God can reach way down and save a chief of sinner like Paul, everybody else got a chance too. We got to understand, God showed grace and mercy on Paul's account. That was epic. He showed that one that was persecuting the church can come and be the one that becomes a herald of the gospel. So I recall these lyrics, and there's room at the cross for you. It says that there's, the cross was upon which Jesus died, is a shelter in which we can hide. And grace so free is sufficient to me, and deep is the fountains as wide as the sea. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you. I don't care how bad your life has been. I don't care what you've been through. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God's grace and mercy goes into effect into your life. Then all of a sudden a miracle happens in your life. It transforms your life from what it was into what it can be. Uh, there's room at the cross for you as well as millions to come. The joy of being uh, subject to God's grace and mercy shines all over you. Other folks see the difference that you've made in your life. Things that you used to do, you don't do no more. Places that you used to go, you don't go no more. Things that you used to say, you don't say no more. God's grace and mercy will make a difference in your life. See, that's a living testimony in itself. My brokenness and his grace and mercy shows in my life the one that is saved out of due time. The due time, Paul's talk about that you just got it right in time. You almost went over the edge, but God just in time came and snatched you out of the pit of hell, saved you and put your foot on a solid rock. Now you can give God all praise and glory for what he's done in your life. First Corinthians uh, uh, 15 and 4 and 11 said that it says that in the chapter there that, that, that Paul just in due time in due time that God came and rescued him and, and he brought him out of that fire pit. Yeah, and James is trying to tell us here that Paul tells us that he was born out of due time meaning that it was unexpected it was untimely it, it, it was at the wrong time it, it, it didn't expect it to come when he did see many of us we've been out there living in the world doing what we're doing and God just in due time come and gets us out of the mess we in folk done counted you out but God folk done gave up on you but God folk never expected you to make it but God God's grace and mercy came and it saved you I know the song said though millions may come there's still room for one there's room at the cross for you Jesus said I send you likewise shall heaven rejoice over one sinner they repentance and over the 99 just that, 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 which need no repentance see does anybody in the house uh, understand that it was just God's grace and mercy that came and got you it, it, it wasn't the, 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 the many but it was just the one I, I, I'm thankful that he found 
was all that I needed to get me out of my situation. His grace and mercy was what all the world needs right now to get us out of this situation. Out of this pandemic, I plead God's grace and mercy over this situation. Huh? I rebuke the enemy that is trying to take us out through this plague, this curse. But God is able. His grace and mercy will come and plead our case and get us through this. So as we close this morning, how many of you know that broken isn't God's final conclusion? I don't care how broken you feel that God is not through with you yet. Uh, have you realized that broken doesn't mean that you're a throwaway? So you, you got to understand that. Though you're broken, God is not ready to throw you away. And don't you know that God specializes in broken things? Uh, all of us have been messed up, broken, damaged, and, 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 uh, and, and in need of fixing. All of us need that. The prophet Jeremiah says that the word the Lord came into Jeremiah and told him to go down to the potter's house and, and, and said these words. And he went down to the potter's house and he was making a vessel on the wheel. And, and then he made a clay that was marred in the hand of the potter so he made it up again into another vessel and it seemed as good to the potter to make and the word of the Lord came to me saying oh house of Israel huh? can I do not to you what the potter did and the Lord said look at the clay in the potter's hand so in you in my hand oh house of Israel see God is able to take that is broken recondition it and make it not like new but new again see God don't make you like new you knew all over again if the potter can fix a piece of marred clay how much more can God fix us in our situation brother broken does not mean that we are throwaway God has always used broken people to do great things do y'all understand that since sin entered into the garden, mankind was born in a world damaged, broken, and marred, but God, huh? God can take the chief of sinners and cause him to write most of the New Testament, which is a testament in itself of God's grace and mercy. The power to do nothing about my condition caused me to rejoice in what Jesus did for me. Our lives were messed up, headed for destruction. But Jesus came to our rescue. Ain't that good news? Paul 5 and Romans 5 and 8 and said that the God commended his love for us while we were still yet sinners. He Christ died for us, ain't he? And as I said earlier, mercy is compassion, love to the weak, and grace is generous love to the unworthy. Love is our redeeming principle that rescues us in our broken state. God loves, makes his grace and mercy available to each one of us, even while we're still yet sinners. Oh, Luther Vaughn says that, how did I make it all of these years? How did I make it this far? Through the valleys and over the hills, and I know it had to be God. How did I make it through the storm? How did I make it through the rain? If you want to know just how I got here, it's easy to explain. It was God's grace. I remember in times when I strayed away, even though I knew the word, I still I wouldn't obey. But God's mercy and his grace stayed with me and brought me, brought me all of the way. God's grace. His amazing grace. It was the grace and mercy of God that's made available to us even in our broken condition. Open the doors of his love to exercise the grace and mercy 
that he needs to be able to heal this whole world that we're living in. Some may need more grace. Others may need more mercy. Then the rest of us need grace and mercy. Feeling unworthy today. God's grace will come and rescue you. If you're feeling weak today, his mercy will be right there. No matter if you're broken in need of grace and mercy or mercy and grace, God will be able to come to supply you each and every need. My brokenness in his grace and mercy came and helped me when I couldn't help myself. God is able. If you break down, break down and to call upon the Lord and say, Lord, I tried everything. And everything I tried failed. But when I come broken before God, God, just like the potter, can come and take my broken life, make it up again, and create in me a clean heart. Renew the right spirit that is in me. He can fix your situation. I promise you today, if you call upon the Lord, come before him as an empty pitcher before a full fountain. He can be able to fill you up with his grace and his mercy, his love, to be able to change your life. And then once he changed your life, the song during Christmas we always sing, go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Tell everybody that Jesus Christ is Lord. I was broken, but his grace and mercy came and rescued me. I hope someone gets some goodness out of this message today because you might be at a point where you're down and out and don't know where to turn but I know that God is able God is able to help us out of our condition no matter how much we're broken no matter how much we've been torn down God has the power to resurrect if he raised Jesus from the dead he can raise you out of your situation no matter how broken you are, God's grace and mercy will come and rescue you. Do I have any witnesses out there today? Let us bow. Father God, we hopefully we'll say some encouraging words to be able to help us through this time that we're in. We're in a broken world. We're in a broken situation. We're in a broken time. But we can realize that if we put our trust in you, Lord, you will send grace and mercy to plead our case to be able to pick us up and lift us up set our foot on a solid rock whereby we can be able to live our lives in victory knowing that God is able to build us up and make us all new again Lord we thank you and we praise you this is our prayer in Christ Jesus name we do pray let the household of faith say amen we open the doors of the church here at Pine Hill Baptist Church here at On The Wall Ministries here in Alta Vista. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. He says that I stand at the door and knock. And he says, if anyone come in and sup with me, I'll sup with him. His desire is none to be lost. God is not looking to lose not one soul. He promised us that he would not lose one soul if we would only come and give our lives to him. God bless you. May heaven ever smile upon you. We hope that each of you will take this word, take the brokenness that God has in your life to be able to share with somebody else so that somebody else who is down and out will be lifted up by your testimony. God bless you and may heaven ever smile upon you. See y'all next week. God bless you.